you want to believe in your offer so much that you're like, it just makes sense. Of course you're gonna buy it. It's not about what can make this seem more valuable to you. It's about what does your client truly need? You're the expert, right? And so it's not about trying to make something look more valuable. It's trying to make something that is valuable. You do not have to be someone you're not in order to do valuable work for your clients. Welcome to Selling Chocolate, the podcast where I am sharing the tactical steps, mindset shifts, and strategies that will help big-hearted entrepreneurs like you expand your visibility, impact, and income, and create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Around here, we call that sustainable success. I'm your host, Carly Jo Bell, cat lady, business coach, product and service-based business owner, and the founder of Whole Co Media. By tuning into this episode today, you are showing your brain that not only is it possible for you to create genuinely sustainable success in your business, it's also a reality that is available to you right now. And now all you need to do is listen and then choose to take the aligned next step toward your version of sustainable success. So let's dive in. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could put an offer out into the world and know it's going to sell? I'm going to bet that you have definitely had a moment where you put an offer out into the world and no matter what you did, it didn't sell and it sucked, right? And I've certainly had that moment myself and so have most, if not all of my clients. I'm also though going to bet that particularly if you have already had at least one 10K month, you have at one point or another put an offer out into the world and been so surprised by how easily it sold. You put this offer out and it was like something just clicked. Your people got it, they knew what it was, they knew how valuable it was, and it just sold. If you haven't had that second experience yet where your offer just sold so easily, or you have had that experience and you wanna know how to actually replicate it, then this episode is for you because we're gonna talk about how to create an easy yes offer. Yes, this is what the entire season two of Selling Chocolate is all about, how to create that easy yes offer. But inside this episode, we are going deep into the actual practical strategy to do just that. Hopefully, though, you're going to listen to all five episodes of this season and not just this one episode, because truth be told, while I'm giving a lot of practical strategy in this episode, there are some pieces of an easy yes offer that are so important that they got an entire episode all to themselves. Also, I just want to remind you that while you can't fix a sales problem until you have fixed an offers problem, if you listen to this entire season, build your easy yes offers, and then want to know how to actually generate more leads so you can actually sell those easy yes offers, I have a free in-depth guide for you where I am giving away 10 plus strategies to get more leads. Inside this in-depth guide, you will learn how to get more leads through authentic connections and you aligned action. So you can begin selling your offers with more ease than ever before. 
I sent out a version of this guide to my list earlier this year, but it's actually been massively revamped and has even more in-depth strategy to help you start generating leads and making sales right where you are. And for some of the strategies, even with the audience you already have. You can download this free guide by going to www.sellingchocolatepod.com and head over to the season two resource page. Again, you can download this massively in-depth guide for free at selling, S-E-L-L-I-N-G, chocolate, your favorite treat, pod, P-O-D dot com. And I don't know why, but this also feels like a great moment to pause and ask, how are you feeling so far about season two? If you've been loving it, enjoying it, or having all sorts of thoughts about it, then I would love to hear from you. Head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave me a rating and review so I can know if this season is even helpful for you. Although I'm going to be honest and say I am 95% sure that you are loving it. (laughs) But if you want to help quell that 5% of my thoughts that aren't totally sure if this is even worth me doing, leave me a rating and review now. All right, now that that's all out of the way, let's talk about why we're here. Or better yet, why are you here? (laughs) Why are you listening to this season and particularly this episode about how to create an easy yes offer? I'm going to guess that for many of you, it's because you simply want to make more sales. And you've now heard me say a dozen or so times that you can't fix a sales problem until you fix an offers problem. Some of you might not know what to sell, or maybe you have ideas of what you want to sell, but you don't actually know what will sell. And that lack of clarity and, let's be real, confidence is really holding you back from actually getting out there, from showing up and consistently, even daily, selling. By the way, little side note here, I have a whole episode already planned where I'm going to talk about how to sell every single day without being sleazy, but that conversation is going to have to wait for now. We got to talk about offers, folks. (laughs) Now, there are two main pieces of an easy yes offer. Those are, one, it's an easy yes for your customer, and two, it's an easy yes for you. I'm going to break down what I mean by that, so let's start with what I mean when I say it's an easy yes for your customer. Probably the most important thing when you are creating any offer is making sure that it aligns with the transformational journey. Now, if you're not totally sure what I mean when I say transformational journey, go back and listen to season one, episode two, where I talk about the seven phases of the transformational journey. And then you might want to also listen to episode three of season one, where I do specifically talk about how to align your offers with the transformational journey. So as a quick reminder, though, you want to first start by understanding, is this a phase three or a phase six offer? And again, if you're like, Carly, what the heck are these phases? Go back, listen to season one, episode two, (laughs) and then you will understand what I mean when I say phase three, phase six, etc. So you really have to start by understanding, is your offer a phase three offer? Is it a phase six offer? Because that really influences what your messaging is for that offer, what the structure is of that offer, even kind of the price point of that offer. It really, truly influences everything about your offer. So you have to start by understanding, okay, is this a phase three offer? Is this a phase six offer? And with that, you also then want to make sure that you are aligning your messaging with the right phase. 
If you remember, your phase six offer is where your person is getting the full transformation. Therefore, you need to make sure that your messaging communicates that they're getting the full transformation. Whereas a phase three offer gets your person a micro transformation. Not only that, the messaging is super important, but the offer structure itself is super, super, super important because you don't want to say, hey, this offer is going to get you this transformation, but then have an offer that isn't actually designed to get someone that transformation. The most kind of common example that I see of this, and I talk about it a lot, I use it as an example a lot because it's so common, is people will have a VIP day, which tends to be like a two plus hour kind of day where a client gets to work with you, people have a VIP day and they will say that the transformation of this VIP day is something huge. It would be like if I said, hey, come spend two hours with me and you are going to be able to create consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it by the end of the day, right? That logically doesn't make a lot of sense in your brain. You're like, whoa, if I could have done that in just two hours, like, what have I been doing all this time, right? (laughs) Whereas if I was to say, hey, we'll do a VIP day, come, we're going to sit together for two or three hours, and you are going to leave with a marketing strategy. Wow, okay, that actually sounds a lot more reasonable, logical. And you see what we're doing there is we are aligning the offer with the right phase of the transformational journey, and then aligning your messaging with that phase as well. So again, I go really in depth with how to actually do that in season one, episode three. I think the title is why your offer isn't selling. (laughs) So if you do want to go more in depth with that, go back and listen to that episode. But you really, again, have to get the right offer in the right phase with the right messaging. But also within that, you want to make sure that the structure of the offer makes logical sense for what the transformation is of that offer. So let's talk a little bit about offer structure here. You want to make sure that your offer structure is actually designed to get people the proposed transformation. Sounds obvious, right? But a lot of these things are obvious, except for when you actually need to do them. (laughs) So sometimes what I really see a lot of people doing is they want to put everything into an offer, right? Especially when you're kind of earlier on in your business, this is really, really common. I mean, we've all done this at some point. I certainly have done this many, many times where you just want to kind of throw the whole kitchen sink into an offer because you think that it makes it more valuable. You really, though, want to ask yourself, what is going to help my ideal customer get the transformation? Because often throwing a bunch of extra things into an offer actually will distract your ideal customer from getting their desired transformation. I remember right before I had my first 10K month, I heard a coach talking about like high ticket offers, high ticket clients, blah, 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 blah. And they said that a high ticket client actually wants less, not more. That was mind blowing to me. (laughs) When they said that, I was like, oh my word. It was just this little light bulb had clicked because it's like, duh, someone who's paying you a lot of money is probably paying you a lot of money because they don't want to spend a bunch of time trying to do this on their own, or they don't want to spend a bunch of 
energy, you know, doing all of these extra things, they just want the result. That's why they're spending a lot of money, right? And so actually, these people who are paying higher ticket prices want the path to be simple. They don't want a lot of extras that they don't really need. They only want the things that they actually need to do in order to get the result that they want. And I will tell you right now that this is so true. (laughs) As someone who I buy high ticket things, I sell high ticket things, It is so true. If I was to look at a program and it was like, yes, helping me get a transformation that I want, but that it included all of these extra things and it expected me to be doing, I don't know, I can't even think of an example right now, but be doing all sorts of things. um, I don't have time for that. (laughs) I am busy. I have a lot on my plate. I am in the process of hiring and figuring out who I need to hire and all of that right now because I'm so freaking busy. <laughs> um, I'm getting this podcast recorded late because I'm so freaking busy. <laughs> so if someone gives me something where they're like, hey, this is going to help you get this transformation, but you have to do all of these crazy things, most of which aren't actually truly necessary to get the transformation, I'd get very frustrated and I'd be like, bye bye, I'm out. I'm not even signing up for this because I ain't got time for that. (laughs) So in your offer structure, really thinking about does this need to be there? Does my ideal customer really truly need this in order to get the full transformation? Even if it's some kind of extra support or something like that, the last thing you want to do is throw something into an offer just because you think it makes it more valuable when in reality, all that extra thing is doing is distracting your ideal customer from getting what they want, getting what they need. Another thing to really look at is timing, right? Timing is something that I see so many entrepreneurs really kind of not even consider when they're building offers. They aren't even thinking about what is the right time frame for this offer or time frame within this offer, right? Like what is the right length of time for a program, for example? Well, you want to look at what is the kind of average time frame that it takes your ideal customer to get a result? Well, there you go. That's going to influence the time frame of the offer. Or if you are doing something like VIP days, do you need four hours? Could you do it in two hours? Really looking at what is the real time frame that is necessary for your ideal customer to get the proposed transformation or to at least get whatever deliverables they need so that they can then take those deliverables and get the proposed transformation on their own. But also, not only just like time frame of your offers, you also really want to look at time frames within your offers. A really common one is, you know, how much time do clients need in between coaching sessions? Right? I was working with a client um, recently who is a coach and she was creating her first five figure offer. And in creating that offer, she structured her coaching sessions as weekly coaching sessions instead of bi monthly coaching sessions or fortnightly, or, you know, it depends on what part of the world you're in, depending on what word you're gonna use there. <laughs> So she went from her normal offer where she's working with clients essentially every other week. There you go. There's a, there's a way to say that that everyone understands. <laughs> 
She went from working with clients every other week to now working with clients every single week. And I asked her, oh, okay, why are you doing that? And realistically, you know, she kind of had to think about it. She had to kind of look at, well, why am I doing that? Realistically, the answer was because it was now a five-figure offer. So she felt like she had to do more in order to make it valuable for the client. But again, when we look at it, does a high-ticket buyer, or any buyer for that matter, does your truly ideal customer want to do more to get the result that they want. No, <laughs> they don't. They want the simplest, the easiest pathway. And also, particularly if you're doing like mindset work or you know anything like that, your clients need time to integrate what they're working on, right? They need time to actually go implement. They need time to try things. They need that integration moment. And so, sure, some of you, maybe it makes sense to meet with your clients once a week if you're a coach. Okay, great. But really look at the motivation for including that many sessions and also look at what does my client truly need? It's not about what can make this seem more valuable to you. It's about what does your client truly need? You're the expert, right? And so it's not about trying to make something look more valuable. It's trying to make something that is valuable. That was a whole word right there. (laughs) That was a good one. That was not scripted. I'm actually freestyling this whole episode, so I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. Anyway, (laughs) The last thing that isn't super common, but that you do definitely want to look at when you are really considering how you are structuring your offer so that it can be an easy yes for your people is, are you including things that are outside of your core expertise, right? You know, are you including these kind of tangential things that sure you can do, but you're not really amazing at, or you don't really want to be doing because you're thinking, oh, well, my client needs that in order for this to be valuable. Maybe you want to design someone's brand, but you don't actually want to be the person implementing it, right? But sometimes we start to think, oh, well, if I hand this brand over to them, then they're not actually going to implement it how it needs to be implemented. And so maybe I should also include some sort of like implementation support or something like that. And sure, maybe you can do that. But also, does your truly ideal customer need that? Because are they paying a bunch of money to get a brand and then not doing anything with it? right? Your truly ideal customer probably is ready to pay whatever they need to pay because they know the value of this brand. And then they are going to do everything within their power to make sure that it is implemented correctly and effectively across their entire business because they know the value of having an amazing, you know, brand identity. One really common place that I see this in with clients when I do see it is maybe they want to make the strategy for their clients, but they don't actually want to do the implementation, right? Or, I don't know, thinking about a health coach here, maybe nutrition is a really important part of your work as a health coach, but you don't actually want to be making the meal plans. Kind of the same idea, right? If anything like that is true for you, where you're kind of 
only adding something into an offer because you think, well, in order for my work to actually be successful, they should also be doing this other thing. So I have to include that, even though it's not my strengths or even though it's not something I really want to be doing. If you are in that place, then it's actually important for you to pause right now (laughs) and remember that your job is not to save your client. And remember that your client will actually be best served by you doing the work you love doing in the way you love doing it. Your client will be best served by you staying in your own lane, doing your own stuff, your own expertise, really within your own genius, and referring them to someone else who actually wants to be doing this other thing and has the expert skill set to do that other thing. You do not have to be someone you're not in order to do valuable work for your clients. I am dropping them today. This is so good. You don't have to be someone or something that you are not in order to do valuable work for your clients. So really think about what is my genius? What am I best at? And sure, If my clients need additional support with XYZ thing, then I can refer them or I can bring a guest expert in or whatever you can do, but you don't have to be the one to do that thing for them. The last piece here of making this offer an easy yes for your clients is price point. And I went super in depth with pricing in episode one of this season. So definitely go back catch that conversation because in order for your offer to be an easy yes for your customer, the price point needs to be indicative of the value of the transformation. And if you'll notice, looking at price point, looking at offer structure, looking at aligning your offer with your messaging and the transformational journey, all of these pieces are, yes, one, helping your client actually get the results that you are promoting, but two, it's really making your offer make logical sense to your customer, right? If they were to see an offer where I was saying, you are going to be able to make $100,000 tomorrow by doing this two-hour VIP day with me, And the VIP day and the ability to make this $100,000 in 24 hours costs $47. (laughs) That doesn't make any logical sense. And obviously that is a super exaggerated example, but that is what is often happening when you are not aligning your messaging with the transformational journey. When you are creating an offer structure that maybe has too many things in it, or you have not really thought about the timing or whatever that is, when you are pricing something in a way that doesn't accurately convey the value of the transformation, what happens is in your ideal customer's brain, They just know that something is off and they don't totally know what it is, but it's like, huh, right? It causes them to pause. It makes them kind of think, I don't think that's the right person for me, or I don't think that's the right offer for me, or, oh, it sounds interesting, but then they just don't take action on it and they don't think about why. But what that really is, is that you haven't done the work to make sure that your offer is an easy yes for your customer. Now, here's the kicker with all of this. You could have a perfectly priced offer with great messaging and the structure is just, oh, it's 
spot on. <laughs> and you could make literally the most perfect offer, but it will not sell because you do not actually want to sell it. And this is where we get into the conversation of making sure that your offer is not only an easy yes for your customer, but it's an easy yes for you. So first things first, of course, offer alignment. We just talked about this in episode two. I went in depth on offer alignment, but you have to really want to be selling and delivering what you are selling in order to be able to actually do the act of selling it and also make a sale from it. You have to want to sell and deliver it. And if there is parts of it that you are just dreading the thought of having to deliver that part of an offer, you're going to have a really hard time selling it. (laughs) So go back and listen to episode two of this second season so that you can hear more about that offer alignment. You want to believe in your offer so much that you're like, it just makes sense. Of course, you're going to buy it. And part of that really does come down to all the stuff that we just talked about before, where you have messaging that's really aligned, where the structure, you're like, yes, this is actually going to help my people get the transformation, where the price point just feels so sweet and like, ah, yes, that's it. But part of it also really comes down to trusting yourself and believing in yourself, right? And that's where sometimes, especially if you're kind of earlier on in doing something, maybe in doing this particular kind of work, or maybe this is your first time doing a course or a coaching program instead of done for you work or or whatever. Sometimes you do kind of have to allow yourself to build up your confidence in that, which part of how you can do that can actually be with your price points. So a good kind of rule of thumb here is that you want to price things at a price point that you would be three out of 10 surprised if someone actually paid it. Whenever a client tells me that they want to maybe raise their prices or they want to dramatically jump in what they're charging, right? I just kind of ask, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how surprised would you be if someone paid for that? And sometimes people's answers are like a 10. (laughs) They just can't even fathom a world where someone is going to pay them that amount of money. And here's the deal. Inside Expand, I teach people a method of how to essentially find a sustainable price point. But sometimes that sustainable price point feels like it is the light years away from where you currently are. And that is okay. That is where you get to really give yourself the freedom to charge a price point that feels safe, to charge something that, yeah, you wouldn't be very surprised if someone paid that. Because sure, maybe we know on paper this offer is worth way more than what you feel comfortable charging for it, but you are probably not going to be able to sell the offer at that crazy high, quote unquote, price point for you because you simply aren't aligned with that. It doesn't feel safe. You don't believe that there's anyone in the world who would ever pay that. And so we want to find a price point that feels good for you, that you would not be surprised if someone actually paid it. And that doesn't mean that that maybe lower price point is something that you have to stay at forever. It's maybe something that you charge your first couple of clients in this new offers, this kind of lower price point. And then from there, you allow yourself to work up as you build your confidence into charging higher and higher and therefore more and more sustainable price points. The last piece of making an offer an easy yes for you is that 
you simply do not want to put all of the pressure on one offer. There are some people who say, just sell one offer, you know, become known for this one offer. And that works for some people, particularly people who have larger audiences and who have already tried a lot of different offers before coming to their one offer. (laughs) But when you are in those earlier days of your business where you are trying to create your first 10K month or you're even trying to create consistent five-figure months, putting all of your pressure onto one offer kind of ends up putting you in a position where that one offer now has the responsibility of essentially saving you, right? This one offer has to do all of the work to really support you in your business. And that puts way too much pressure on it. And that pressure means that you are probably going to struggle to sell that one offer. And then when it doesn't sell, you're going to start to resent the offer. And I know this sounds like a slippery slope right now, but this is how it goes. This is how it happens. That resentment of this offer and the frustration of why isn't it selling and all of those things makes it harder to sell yet again. And it turns into this vicious cycle. Remember, if you are in level one where you are aiming for your first 10K month, your job is to make a mess. Sell a few different offers, see what you like, edit and iterate as needed, and keep selling so that you can keep learning. For those of you at level two who are trying to create consistent five-figure months, your job is to streamline and simplify, which for you really often looks like creating a strategic offer suite, which I go way more in depth on how to do in episode five of this season. Now, a lot of what I just said, except for maybe that last little bit there, really is the same for level one or level two people. The main difference is, again, that your biggest job at level one is to make a mess, while your biggest job at level two is to begin streamlining and simplifying based on the question of what do you actually want. (laughs) If you're reaching for your first 10K month, then you're probably going to have to try quite a few different offers. Even if, yes, all of them are quote unquote easy yes offers. And you're gonna have to try all of these different offers just to see what you actually want to do, to see where your true genius and expertise lies and who you truly want to serve. There's going to be some trial and error. And also at level one, you're probably going to put a few offers out there that simply don't sell. It's just a rite of passage. It's part of the process. Don't freak out (laughs) because you really have an opportunity here when you do have that offer that doesn't sell or you put something out and you hear crickets you have an opportunity to learn from those experiences and to really be a mad scientist who is more committed to the process than to the results because you know that that commitment to the process is what creates magic and even bigger magic than you ever could have created if you were just so like, I have to do things this way because I have to get this specific result in this exact way, right? (laughs) A primary characteristic of a true entrepreneur is someone who gets back up and keeps going every single time they fall, every single time they fail. And the way that you can really do that is instead of making this failure of an offer mean something about you, you can see it as an amazing learning opportunity that's ultimately helping you on your path to sustainable success. 
I was told by a few season one listeners that they loved that I gave homework in one of the episodes because who does that? (laughs) But if you are a level one business owner who's currently aiming to create your first five-figure month, then your homework is to literally build an offer or choose one you've already built and go sell it. Listening to this season, even just these first three episodes, should have already given you some ideas of what you can sell. And since now you know that your job is to make a mess, and the last thing you want to do is force yourself to create one perfect offer and then never sell anything else, you get to put together an offer and sell it. Talk about it daily for at least two weeks. Put that call to action in every single post, every email, every video. Share about that offer anywhere and everywhere that you can. I want you to sell, 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 and keep selling. And then edit, iterate, adapt as you learn. Because that very process, that making a mess, is what's ultimately going to set you up for sustainable success over the long term, even if it doesn't feel that way. And again, if you do need ideas on how to get more leads, head over to the season two resources page on sellingchocolatepod.com to get my free guide on 10 plus strategies to get more leads. That's the homework for level one, but level two friends do not think that I forgot about you. (laughs) If you've already had your first 10K month and now you're working to create those consistent five figure months, then right now is your opportunity to look at what you have done that has brought you here and to ask what you really, truly want to be doing and how you want to be doing it. And from there, from that foundation of what you want, what feels good to you, from there to begin streamlining and simplifying what you're doing so that you can keep expanding with ease. If you need some direction or some support on where to go from here, then I encourage you to go back to episode one of this season and really take some time to answer those questions that I asked level two people toward the end of that first episode. Your homework, if you are someone trying to create consistent five-figure months, is to actually listen to that tiny voice in your head that's telling you what you really want to be doing and selling in your business. Whew, that's a hard one. You have to actually listen to the voice. And not only is your homework to listen to it, it's to begin building your business how you want to build it. Right now, what step can you take? There is at least one tangible step that you can take right now to begin building your business in the way that you want it to be built so that you can actually create that level of sustainable success that you desire. It can be quite hard to put together an offer that is an easy yes offer if you haven't already learned how to create an offer that's an easy yes for your customer and an easy yes for you. Now that you are armed with that knowledge, you get to really create an offer that you can put out into the world and know that it's going to sell. And that new level of confidence in this offer is going to make it so much easier to sell and is going to really help to start solidifying your perceived expertise in this realm. So look at your offers or create a new one and really ask, is this an easy yes offer? 
is the messaging and the offer itself aligned with the right phase of the transformational journey? Is it structured in such a way that it just makes so much sense to my ideal customer? Is the price point actually indicative of the value? Is it an offer that you actually want to sell? Is it something that you believe so much in that you feel like people would have to be stupid to not buy it? Would you be eh, only moderately surprised if someone actually paid what you are charging for this offer? And are you allowing yourself to be creative and not be stuck on one offer needing to be the savior or the thing that gets you to your goals? Your answers to those questions will determine whether or not your offer is an easy yes offer. So go out, do your homework. And then report back. Seriously, let me know. Reach out to me. Let's talk. I want to hear how you're going with building your easy yes offers. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of Selling Chocolate. I'm going to guess you are here because you want to create sustainable success in your business. You know, consistent five-figure months doing work you love doing in the way you love doing it. And though these podcast episodes are killer, if I do say so myself, (laughs) you're ready to go even deeper than a 30-minute episode allows. And that's why I've created the Expand Accelerator, the business coaching program where you will expand your visibility, impact, and income while creating your version of sustainable success. We do this through offering three different tiers based on where your next revenue goal is, with tiers focusing on your first 10K month, consistent five-figure months, and 50K and beyond months. At every tier, you are supported to develop your sustainable sales system, the six-part framework that ensures your offers, messaging, marketing, and sales strategy are all effortlessly working in cohesion with one another at all times. Pair that with a deep commitment to doing the inner work every single step of the way, and your expansion into your next level quite literally becomes inevitable. Within this container, past clients have gotten five new four-figure clients with literally zero audience of their own, learned how to market and sell with ease and no sleeves, started selling their first five-figure packages with so much confidence, pivoted their offers into work they actually love doing, and many have had their first 10K and beyond month. Most importantly though, they are all expanding from the inside out and learning how to step into the most authentic and powerful version of themselves in every facet of their lives and businesses. And that is what lays the foundations for any of their external expansion. If you're looking for a coaching container that is built to help you get out of the hustle and design a business that feels spacious, sustainable, and yes, expansive, and you're ready to step into your next level, apply for the tier that aligns with your goals at expandaccelerator.com.